get the show started and welcome everyone it is friday eve thursday night for those who keep track of the days a week also it is cinco de mayo so for the mexican americans that celebrate today cinco de mayo uh good independence day celebration if those that uh follow the holiday yes of course it's like part two of saint patty's day except for this one is for the independence day so happy cinco de mayo for everyone out there and for la gente latina Feliz Dia del Cinco de Mayo para toda mi gente. And uh, tonight, what well, we make it a Cinco de Mayo special as we have, of course, El Padrino, the Godfather, that's in standby. Ryan, you really can't say the name in Spanish. That's the way it is. And then Roberto Ellis, uh, also known as Rob Ellis, is with us tonight. So we have plan to have a good show on with you guys. Rob gave us uh, a couple minutes to be with him uh, this evening. And you guys also know him from before on Breakfast on Bob. But he still puts out a lot of great content with Jake Media Group on the YouTube channel from 12 to 3, his show, Sports Take, that he's a part of. And also he co-hosts with Derek Gunn with Odds On on CBS Philly. So if you ever see on his profile on there, and I'll bring it up here before I bring him on, it'll say CBS 3, but it'll be, in, it'll be CBS Philly where you guys want to go to follow that program. So lots to get into tonight. The Sixers, not the start that they wanted as they are now two games to none down to Miami. We've got understandings, I don't want to say rumors, understandings with Joel Embiid, possibility to come back in game three, but the concussion protocol is what he has to pass through first before we can bring him back or before the Sixers can bring him back. Not like I have anything to do with it, but they'll bring him back, hopefully for game three. Phillies are up right now. Doesn't mean that they'll end up holding on and winning the game, but we hope so. So lots to get into. Eagles, again, with a great draft, we'll get into a little bit as well with Rob. So with that all being said, we hope to have a great show this evening, and thank you everyone who tunes in stateside, overseas, and from, well, everywhere in between. I'm Angel. This is Broad Street South, episode 133, or sorry, excuse me, episode 134 with Rob Ellis, and welcome to the show. Of course, normally he is known as the Godfather, but because it is single day Mayo night, he is known tonight as the Padrino. Hey, it's El Padrino. What's going on there, Fuji? Happy Cinco de Mayo, my friend. Eagles making a couple rookie signings today. Phil's up five nothing. Hopefully, Joe Joe will step into Game Three tomorrow. Get the Sixers team back in this. Series with Miami Angel. How are you doing today? Let's get the party rocking. Rob Ellis in the house. Let's get it going. Let's yes, sir. We are live, of course, from the LG Direct Sales Solutions Studios here in Tampa, Florida. And because, again, you really can't make up a name here for Ryan. So we'll just put Ryan <laughs> O at the end of his name. So, Rhino, what's going on, Ryan? What's up, Ryan? Ryan Neff, it's great to be with you this evening. Sorry, sorry if it looks like I'm in the Matrix. Uh, but um, I, I could be in the Matrix. Look. So we got we got the Phillies up five nothing already in the third on the Mets. Rumors about Joel Embiid coming back. Eagles with a great draft. What better person to talk about it than with Rob Ellis? So let's get it going. And happy happy May fifth, Cinco de Mayo. That's right. Happy Cinco de Mayo to everybody. And uh, as you guys can see there on the screen, don't forget to always follow Rob Ellis as we do here on the show. Uh, if you guys want to follow him, it's at Relis Sports. You guys can see Proud Dad co-host, once again, of Sports Take at Jacob Media. Jacob Media, by the way, putting some great content out on the YouTube channels like 
basically FM just on YouTube. And with that being said, we will welcome the man of the hour here, Rob Ellis. Rob, thank you, sir, for joining us. Or tonight you will be known as Roberto Ellis. <laughs> I love that. I, I might have to change my change it up, Angel. You know what I'm saying? I love the lid, by the way. That is a quality lid. And you guys have great backdrops. I, I know Ryan can kind of disappear if he's having All a right. bad segment or bad show. He can just, <laughs> he can just disappear. But uh, I like what Mike's going on. I uh, got going on I there. Do. I like what you got going on, Angel. Good good to be with you guys, man. Great hang with you. Nice. Thanks for, uh, thanks for so, coming along. Pleasure. Yeah, de pleasure. Definitely. Thanks for hanging with us. And, and, Right, but when we can, I'll let Fuji, who likes to, and he loves to talk about the Eagles, and we get right. into Sixers and stuff. But in, in what I want to mention here in the very beginning is we know you've been, first of all, you're a two time Emmy Award winner mm -hmm. uh, for the great content that you've, you've provided for the Philly fans and the Philly faithful for many years. So before we get into the sports take of everything, by the way, just to plug in the show here, but before we get into it, your background and for the many years you've been on. Yeah. I would like to know more than just how you got started, but what has been the best interview you've had in your career? Oh, man, that's a good question right there. I, I, we, I'll tell you, we uh, we had a pretty good one today. We had Chris Long on today uh, on Sports Ooh. Take. He was awesome, man. I, we had him for about a half hour, and he said of he, he played in St. Louis. He played in New England. He won a Super Bowl in New England. He said by far the best sports city he's ever played in and ever been in is Philadelphia. And look, he's a he's a Virginia guy. He's from Virginia. His, his dad played here at Villanova. But he said by far the best sports fans are Philadelphians. The other thing I thought was cool that, that he said, the day of the parade when the after the Eagles won it, he got this faux mink coat, okay, because it was like a Game of Thrones thing. And he got an Iverson throwback the tank top and that's what he wore for the day of the parade he said a bunch of them went down to mitchell and ness in philadelphia and got all these old school uniforms and he thought you know what iverson's a virginia guy i gotta honor iverson but he was he was spectacular i've been lucky man I, i've had the good fortune to interview a ton of people i mean like wilt chamberlain back in the day jordan i mean you name it, I, it it's really hard to just nail one down i but a lot man but he was he was really really a lot of fun today i gotta tell you Chris Long is always going to be loved here in Philadelphia. We know that because for many years that we waited 52 to be exact to be able to celebrate. We hope that we have to wait for another 52. But oh. I think with the, what the what the Eagles did, I'm pretty sure where I I said earlier during the season uh, before it all ended that we were still maybe about some five years away from putting together something what we had just seen in 2017. I don't think we're that far now from what we saw and what we still need to fill a couple of holes in. But I think with what Howie did was absolutely phenomenal. So I'm going to leave that over to Fuji because uh, El Padino loves again to talk about the Eagles. And uh, in case you don't know, the longest running story that we go here with him and Harry Rosemary are the best friends. And he's Bodies. got a tattoo. Man, if you show him, he he does. He's very embarrassed, Rob. But he he has a tattoo of Harry Rosemary on his you got right a Howie shoulder. Tat? I got to see this, Mike. Let's go, man. Give it up. It's more like Brian Dawkins. Okay. I, I was buying an angel. I thought he really had it. <laughs> oh, no. How about, how about if they win a Super Bowl this year? We lock it in, Mike. You get a happy portrait on the other arm. On the other arm. <laughs> you got to do it. Rob said you got to do it. Come on, man. All right. I'm in. Yes. Okay. For another, for another Super Bowl lineup. Mark this one down, guys. Episode yep. 134. Mike committed to this. Remember that. We're going to make sure. I'm going to write down the tablet here. So All right. Angel, you got to hold him to it, man. My, the date, my, the time, the seconds. Okay. All right. Yes. Just mark yes. it down right it's now. I, it's it's We're going on vault. record. It's in the vault. All right. All right. <laughs> I will do it. All right. Fuji, the floor is yours, sir. Uh, welcome to the show. I, Thanks, man. Uh, like your pictures there, Doc and Bird. You like that one? Each other's throats. That's a good one. Bednarik over, uh, over uh, Gifford there. Yeah. Gifford, yep. Yep. Uh, just to dive in with the Eagles now, I mean, Allie went out, made some nice splashes, picking up A.J. Brown, trading up to get Jordan Davis. What was your take of the whole draft overall? I thought he had a great day, man. I And I, I almost – include the A.J. Brown thing into the draft, into the body of it, because you gave a pickup to get him. But I think you helped yourself a lot and really on both sides of the ball. I mean, you think about it defensively, you get Jordan Davis in there, who's going to be the heir apparent once Fletcher moves on, once Hargraves moves on. But I think that, you know, one of the things about Davis that's interesting is he played on a team that was loaded in Georgia. And I almost liken it to, you know, when Kentucky basketball players come out, sometimes they're not fully formed yet. Devin Booker, some of these other guys, right? And then they get into right. the pros and they blossom. One of the reasons they don't play a ton 
is because there's so much talent there. I think it's going to be the case with Jordan Davis. I, it, the big thing is keep the weight down. If you can keep it reasonable, I think he will eventually become a good pass rusher to go with the fact that he's going to be a beast against the run. I, I think that was a really good move to get Nicobe Dean as late as they got him 83rd overall. That guy was arguably the best player on that defense that we're talking about, right? So you add that in there. And then you go to the other side of the ball, you Cam Jurgens, who's going to be Kelsey's replacement probably, but could play guard. You never know how that's going to shake out. And then, look, they desperately needed help at the receiver spot. I think you went into this offseason saying you got to upgrade receiver, you got to upgrade the pass rush, and you got to upgrade the secondary. Secondary, not so much, but the other areas – and to put Brown there with Devin, uh, Devontae Smith, man, that is a nasty one-two. And he's already got the chemistry with Jalen Hurts. I think this completely changes that offense 100%. What's your take of the Eagles signing uh, Carson Strong as an undrafted rookie? I think it's worth a chance. You gave nothing up to do it. You just threw a little money at him. If the, Look, the knock on him is he's a statue in the pocket. He's got the bad knee. But to me – if this guy can develop into something, he's your third stringer, he's on the practice squad, whatever the case may be. He was a guy before the season, before the actually during the college season, some people had him as high as the third round, and he ends up going undrafted. That's great value. They got a lot of good value picks here. So I think he's got a shot. Really, a lot of it's going to be how can that knee hold up, and can you be almost a total statue in this day and age in the NFL? It's tough. I mean, you have guys like Brady – but the ball's out of Brady's hands in a, in a second and a half, right. you know, but that's going to be the biggest thing for him is either quick decisions or gaining some, a little bit of pocket mobility. I think I, my main concern right now is after the draft and everybody was signed on drafted rookie wise is pretty much the second corner position and the safety position overall. I know they brought Anthony Harris back, but, I mean, hopefully, I mean, you know, it's it's a shame they didn't sign Honey Badger because yeah. I think he would have brought a lot. You know, he would have brought his experience and his fire to this defense. Yeah, I, the one thing I would say, Mike, I agree with you first of all, but the, there is a, there is a good amount of time, and we've seen them make deals or sign guys or make trades even in camp or right before camp. So I think they realize they can't roll with what they have right now. I mean, Slay, we know how good Slay is. Avante Maddox in the slot, fine. Perfect. But that other corner spot is an issue. At least one of the safety spots is an issue. Uh, and I don't think you can go into the season like that. The one thing I would say is they'll get a better pass rush, which will help your secondary out in a big way. But that position has got to be upgraded. It's not good enough right now. Well, as you say, you know, you go back, there's plenty of time. I mean, going back to 2017, they brought LeGarrette Blum in. Yep. And look at the beast he look at the the beast he was of running back yep. along with Jay Jai, Corey Clement. Mm-hmm. No question. Sproles before he got hurt. Secondary. I mean, they got Patrick Robinson and, and what a big signing that was right. you know, before they, they went into, into that season too. So yeah, I mean, I, I think that one of the things too to keep in mind, they still have Andre Dillard. Right. If somebody loses their their left tackle, if somebody goes down in camp, if somebody goes down in the preseason game, whatever maybe that could be an area just to kind of keep in the back of your mind if something happens there. Well, especially like you said, I mentioned an Andre Dillard. He's in the last – I believe he's going to be going in the last year of his contract too. Right. You know, they're not going to pay it back up $10 million. Yep, absolutely. Especially with, they have a lot of depth on that O-line, man, too. Right. So they, they Big get, time. If you have to move him, I, I think right. he, he could be all right. Rob, thanks, exactly. again, thanks again for coming on the show, Rob. You're um, welcome, Rob. I appreciate it. Now that the draft is over and the minions are rejoicing, um, <laughs> because they had such a great draft, is it put up or shut up time now for Jalen Hurts to perform this year? Yes. The answer is yes, because I think the organization likes them. They don't love them, right? They're dating. They're, they're not engaged or married. So I think right. that considering what they did and what, you know, A.J. Brown obviously being the headliner here, but – He's got a really good offensive line. He's got a really good running game. Drafted Devontae Smith last year. Trade for A.J. Brown. Have Dallas Goddard. It's all there in front of him. You know, we can't use the excuse he didn't have anybody to throw to. Teams are just taking away Devontae Smith, and there was nothing else on the outside. That's gone. So, yes. And, and this, by the way, this it's only the – I think it's the first time since he's been in high school that he's had the same offensive coordinator for two straight years and same system. 
So that should also help him too. But yes, Ryan, to answer your question, yeah, it's time to time to strip away all the excuses. Now we got to find out what he really is. I mean, is it division or bust between them and the? Because you know Washington's gonna they'll be okay. Right. The Giants are sort of in a rebuilding mode. Um, is it division or bust this year for this team? Um, I I do I do think it's the Eagles and the Cowboys in the running for the division. I think that you know if the Cowboys win 12 games and win the division the Eagles win 11 and get in as a wild card I can live with that depending on what the circumstances for sure I don't think you have to win the division um but considering this was a team that I guess they won nine last year there's no reason this can't be a team that's two games better with an equally weak schedule that they had last year keep that in mind that's a big piece of this thing too look as far as Washington goes I need to talk about prove it. I, I got to see it from Wentz that, you know, you, you're some semblance of the guy we thought he was a while back. I don't buy the Giants at all. Um, as far as the Cowboys go, their biggest impediment, as far as I'm concerned, is their coach. I think Mike right. McCarthy stinks. Yep. And as long as he's in place, man, that's good news for the Eagles. I will tell you that. Dallas always looks good on paper, but there always seems to be something that happens come playoff time with them. Yep. No, I think the same thing too. You hit it right on the head because I, I am not. I think I was the worst hire. Again, great for the Eagles, but I think it was the worst hire for the Dallas Cowboys with Mike McCarthy and and even Big Sarge, uh, who's one of our our friends here and sponsors on the show. He said it before in the Indy Kalu show. It's the same way too that he thinks it, it wasn't the best pick. He won't ride him obviously because he he talks about him and stuff. But it's the same way. I I don't believe that was the best thing ever for the Dallas Cowboys. And and this year, I don't expect. I me, I believe that we have the best spot in the division to win a division this year and the way things are going. Carson Wentz, of course, we know they're with the Washington Commanders. Here on this show, we call them DCU for District uh, Columbia University. Just on that behalf, we've been doing it since they decided to change all these names. But I don't think Carson Wentz, the same way you left Indy, you left Philly because you didn't like what happened in Philadelphia. So you go to Indy, you raise your own eyebrows over there, and the fans try to stick up for them. And initially they thought, you know what, in Philly, they're a little bit too harsh. But they found out at the very end of the season what they saw in Philly ended up being the product in Indy. So now he's going to D.C. He's going to overtake an organization that continues to be in the spotlight for all the wrong reasons. And I think Ron Rivera at one point has got to say, you know what? I came here to rescue this team, but this is higher than me. And the commanders just can't stay out of for whatever trouble, and whatever's going on over there in the front office. They can't seem to do it. So I, I think the best bet right now is with the Eagles is for them to win a division. But – before we also let you go, is the other thing too with Baker Mayfield? It seems like after such a tumultuous situation, bringing the Sean Watson over there, we still don't know if the league is going to bring anything down on the Sean yet because now he will be on the starting roster for the Cleveland Browns. But now, supposedly, now the Browns are trying to tell uh, Baker there, like, hey, listen, it's not all bad. But <laughs> we know there might be a situation we have to bring you in here. If you're Baker Mayfield, Rob, are you really seeking at this point to do anything with the Browns, or you hope that another organization comes around and picks you up? I'm done. I am done with them. I mean, I, and I, and look, Baker Mayfield hasn't been great, but the way that all played out, mm -hmm. if I'm him, I'm I'm telling them absolutely not. You better get me right. out of here. Uh, so no, I. I get where you're going with it, Angel. I mean, if there, he'd be great if you could get Watson suspended, but he's already gone. The players know that he's been undercut by the organization, the guys that he played with. It's a terrible situation there. I don't, boy, man, I, I, I think it would be a real mistake if he ends up still being on that roster come training camp time. And I don't think he reports, frankly. I, I thought Carolina might be a fit for him, but when they draft a Corral, maybe that kind of went out the window. Yeah, uh, it's. There doesn't appear to be a lot of spots right now for him. That's the problem. It's a weird thing. I would almost, if I'm him, maybe go somewhere sort of on like a Jameis Winston, you know, like prove it for a year sort of short yeah. term and you know that. And I, I don't know. It's a really tough spot. I don't know what his role is at this point. I don't know how he's valued. Uh, it's it's He's in a bad spot. I think Cleveland didn't do him a lot of favors, and I don't think they handled this particularly well. And I can't believe the league allowed them to structure that deal the way that they did for Sean Watson. It's crazy. It is crazy. Right. It, it's unbelievable. And, and Texas, they talk about it almost every single day to this day, that the way the whole thing went down. And I do feel bad for Baker Mayfield because, it, you know, I 
I thought at least, and I could be wrong, but even the Steelers fans, I told them that I thought Baker Mayfield could be that guy could finally get him to the Super Bowl and win one with him. And it just seems like the Browns just didn't believe in him. But I would be the same way too. Instead of making commercials now anymore for you know in the stadium and everything else, I would make it outside and put other teams behind you. Be like for a moving company. Like where are we going? <laughs> like let's go, hop in. <laughs> exactly. But I want one last thing before you take off here because we know you have a short time with us tonight. Yeah. As far as with the Sixers, now we keep hearing that Joel Embiid, of course, it, it, it could either be that he, yes, he could be back for game three, but he has to follow the concussion protocols. And of course, he's going to end up wearing a mask. Yeah. Therefore, it doesn't mess around uh, with his eye anymore than what it is right now. With Joel Embiid back in the mix here, Sixers are down two games to none. Does he make the difference to be able to get the Sixers at least tied up in the series? I don't think Miami's great. Let me just say that. I, I think that, you know, you're talking about a Sixers team that's really undermanned. It shows you just how spectacular Embiid is the way he's carried this team because you guys, you watch the last two games, man. There's right. nothing special going on there. Harden's nowhere near what he was. Uh, I'll give Tobias Harris credit. He's played well, and Maxie was great on, on Wednesday night for sure. There's no right. doubt about that. But the rest of the team has fallen into the abyss. Yeah. So to, to answer your question, um, if Embiid plays three and four, they absolutely can win both of those games and make it a series. If he doesn't, I don't. Any game that he doesn't play, I don't think the Sixers win. I don't think they have enough firepower. I don't think they're. I, I think they could hang around kind of like they did, and by leading in game one at the half, which is miraculous. But eventually, the dam's going to burst. I, you know, they got to be careful with Embiid tomorrow. Um, I know he's itching to get back, but you know you can't mess him with heads, man. It's dangerous, and I get it if he clears right. protocol and all that. Uh, but I think they do need to be careful with him. But to answer your question, Angel, long long winded, I think eventually Miami wins this series. Um, but it makes a boatload of change because Adebayo, as good as he is, and he's a good player, he's about six nine. You're talking about a, a big height differential there, weight differential. And B gets guys in foul trouble. He opens up shots for people. It's just such, and there's so much better defensively. They're a much better rebounding team. The Sixers, without him, an awful rebounding team, a bad defensive team, and they're showing you they can't shoot with their if their life depends on it. It's going to be yeah. big to be back in Philly with some juice. I mean that. You guys saw it. What a disgrace that Miami crowd is. There's nobody there right. in the beginning. There isn't. It's like LA. Yeah, I mean, going up late. A really good team with a great coach and, and Pat Riley running things. How would you not fill that right. place up? I just don't get it. But Big time. yeah, so but no, I, to answer your question, I think ultimately it's the Heat series. But I think the Sixers, if B plays tomorrow, I think the Sixers win. Rob, can I ask you one quick yeah. question for yeah, you? Go ahead. No worries. Yeah. Um, you know, God forbid they lose the series. Is Doc Rivers staying or gone? God, I hope he's gone. I, I have seen enough of Doc Rivers. Um, I hope. I really hope that he wants the Lakers job. And if the, you know, if the Sixers say, Hey man, you want out and we don't have to pay you any more money. They're all, he's all yours guys. Let him go. I would 100% let him go. Um, I haven't, I, I've been really disappointed and I should have probably paid closer attention to the post Boston doc rivers. There have been a lot of chokes, a lot of situations where his teams were up big, not only, in series, but in games. And I see up close and personal now why. I don't think he adjusts well. I don't think he knows when to use a timeout. Some of the lineups he throws out there, and granted, he's really limited without a beat, so I'm not killing him on this in this circumstance. Right. But, man, they're so he, he, I think a good coach makes some adjustments, and they could be a lot better than they, than they were. Um, but I think – it's going to be a really interesting thing if Embiid doesn't play or say only plays like game four and they end up losing the series. Daryl Morey inherited Doc Rivers. He didn't He didn't hire him. But I don't know if they're going to be willing to pay him like the $24 million that he's owed, whatever. I think it's right around there over the next three years. That's going to be really fascinating. That's a lot of money for a coach to, to be not working for you, probably working for, right. you know, in TV or whatever. Right. Um, but I think if, if you gave him the little truth serum, they would have no problem moving on from them. I really do think that's kind of where they're at right now. Um, the fascinating thing is going to be Harden too, you know, and just what you do there. Yeah, because he's nowhere near the same guy. And Daryl Morey's obsessed with him, and I think Daryl Morey might be blind to a lot of what's going on here. But I think it'd be a mistake to bring him back. I would actually let him walk. Yep, I think oh. so as well. Yeah, especially for the max contract. That that's and that's right. I mean, you're going to bury yourself 
at, at 40, 50 million a year for yeah. what, three, four years with this guy. And, right. and, and you see him now, how, he's only 32, man. And you see how much he slowed down. Yeah. Hey, look, at, look at what Chris Paul's doing. You know, even you want to say throw LeBron out there when I know he's missed time lately, but these guys are in much better condition and have looked like they have a lot more left in the tank and they're five, six years older than him. I said after the Harden trade that the starting five are the, t- they're, they're the ones that are going to have to do the most damage because death wise, oh. they don't have it. And it was going to catch up to him sooner or later. And you've seen it the first two games. The the bench is nothing. They contribute nothing. How about fifty-two to nineteen? The bench is outscored last night. And I'll tell yeah. you, the, the two who are absolutely murdering the Sixers, Danny Green and George Niang, are killing them. Right. Niang fouled out in ten minutes last night. I mean, it's almost hard to do. And, and and Danny Green, I mean, Danny Green for the in the two games in this series is three for sixteen from the floor, and he's gotten decent looks. It's tough, man. It is. Uh, Rick Marcus tunes in, by the way. Rick Marcus, great friend of the show, works for Southwest. He says, I remember calling Rob and telling him that Wentz needed to be benched and was told you can't bench Wentz because he makes too much money. I didn't get a chance to respond with aren't wins, what it's all about to get to the playoffs. I'm not mad anymore, Rob, LOL. So, Gee, I've taken taken a few phone calls, Rick. I don't quite remember that one exactly, but uh, if Rick says so, I'll take his word for it. I don't think I ever said because of the money he makes. I just thought he was a better option, but obviously that thing, look, I was, I'll be the first one to tell you, I was dead wrong on Wentz. That thing went so south, so fast on him, uh, with him, man, he, and the thing that I didn't see coming was the stubbornness, the kind of know-it-allness. That, that goes along with Carson Wentz. I thought he was more open to coaching, more open to, to being a team guy. And, oh. and from what you hear, that's not him. That's just not him. Well, well just just to touch on that, the article, Joe Sandal, I can't say his name. Sandal Laquito, yep. Right. Was, you know. He was dead on, and he got killed for it. When Sandal Laquito wrote that, I had him on on WIP that, that day. And right. he was taking a lot of heat, not just from fans, but also from media members. And I know Joe, I go way back with Joe, so I know him very well. I know he doesn't make things up. So I, you know, I, I got where he was coming from and he's been proven pretty right guys. Yep. Yes. I'm going to yep. leave this one here, but one last one before you take off here. It says, what's up guys. It's Sean. Another great friend of the show here. He says, I think these guys could make the 53 man roster, uh, which are Josh, uh, Joe, cornerback from Alabama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Merrill Goodwich from Clemson and Reed Blankenship safety from Middle Tennessee State. And he asked if we are in agreement that it actually could make them. Uh, definitely Goodrich for sure. And they showed it by the signing bonus they gave him as an unrestricted free agent. So they believe in him too. I think Joby's got a chance. Blankenship I'm not as familiar with. So I, I'm not going to say no, but I definitely know the organization really likes Goodrich a lot. So that, that's one to keep your eye on. And there, look, if there's a spot you can make that team, it's that position, right? And especially right. if that guy can play special teams. I mean, there's a lot of value there at that spot. So there, there are all, all the names he just threw out there were good names for sure. It's not practice squad material. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, Rob, I, I know you have to take off, so we don't, we don't want to take up too much more of your time here, but please let everyone know where they can find you and your valuable content. All right, so yeah, thanks. Uh, on Twitter, our, at RLS Sports, and every day uh, the show's called Sports Take. It's myself, Derek Gunn. Barrett Brooks, who you guys know real well, uh, or yeah. every day, 12 to 3, uh, on Jacob Media YouTube channel. So they, all you do is go to YouTube, search Jacob, J-A-K-I-B, and that's us, and uh, and we're cracking it out. We're doing our thing every single day, man. But it's a, dude, it's a great hang with you guys. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Pleasure. Pleasure. Taking your time, out. Thank you, guys. Thank you. No problem. Have a great night, Rob. Thank you. you guys, all Have the best. Good weekend. Thank Appreciate you. it. Uh, Thank you. All right, well, fellas. Well, oh, wait a minute. Once again, El Padrino, he is our guest. Well, yeah, let me ask the Padrino. What do you believe? <laughs> what do you believe the Eagles will end up doing in a division this year there? I, I'm not making any predictions this early. I mean, it's, it's just OTAs right now at the moment. I mean, still, you know, there's a lot of work. You know, as Rob said, it's boom or bust for Jalen Hurts. He's in the last year of a rookie deal. You know, he's got he's got the weapons around him. I think he could use a little more 
at the up upgraded the running back position. But you know, I sky's the limit for the man. You know, the man if the Eagles want to pay him 35, 40 million dollars, that's he's gonna to have to earn this year. He's gonna to have to take the Eagles deeper into the playoffs and hopefully Sirianni will let him throw the ball down the field. I know I'd say his arm's a little suspect if you ask me, but other than that, he's he's a leader. The veterans love him. He's, he says all the right things. You know, it's the rents do, so right. it's time well, for him to get paid. But you fear too, Fuji. If, if if it is true that he's hanging out with Tom Brady as far as learning from him, I mean, uh, what what better person? And and I know, believe me, it, it's not like everyone here is in love with Tom Brady because we know what happened with the Eagles. The, we did have the revenge game, so that was nice to see. But you know, if, if it is true that he is working out with him, I mean, a man, first of all, at 45 years old, he's about to turn this year, he's still playing beast mode, which way, whichever way you look at it. So what better mentor could you possibly get then go with Tom Brady and then speed him up mentorship here as we oh, learn from the Tennessee Titans that apparently one quarterback told Willis on a text message like welcome to the team but I'm not your mentor and we saw that before with Green Bay when the Our current God. backup quarterback that should be a starting quarterback somewhere went through that whole same nonsense so I, I don't know if we jump I'm to me I think Jalen Hurts will end up. This will be the one of the bigger years that he's had, obviously with the Eagles. I think so with the weapons they had around them. I know people still want to say they don't believe in him, but you got to believe. No matter which way you look at it, you got to believe. And I think if anything, he learned a lot from last season. I know he's going to learn a lot from. And hopefully this year they'll install more audible plays that he was looking for last year. And I know it didn't happen, but it's it's got to be a much better upside in the 2022-23 campaign than it was for 21-20. Or 21-22. Oh, Jalen Hurts is coming off the ankle surgery, which he, you know, definitely probably heard of running in the flat. I think he ran too much last year. I mean, yeah. he's, he's going to get hit. Plus, he takes too many chances. All it takes is one pop, and God forbid, you know, you, you could lose him for the season, multiple weeks, whatever. And, yeah. you know, get him a better running game. Well, it depends. You know how the Eagles are going to run the ball like they did last year, being the number one running attack in the league the second half of the year? Or, you know, start slinging the ball. I mean, what the hell? You just paid A.J. Brown $100 million for the next four years. Right. But my, my question is, I know it's a couple of years down the road, but Devontae Smith, his rookie contract will be up in a couple of years now. Will, will the Eagles re-up him if they have A.J. Brown is the question. Yeah, they will. I, I That'll think be so. an interesting scenario. Yeah, no, that's a great right. point, but I, I think so. I Why wouldn't you at this point, especially if you right. figure Devontae has a bigger upside this year than last and, and how much he stepped up last season? I, I would think so. Plus, and, and remind me about J.J. here, but uh, as Rick says, just like Foles can only be good on the birds, I can see Hurts glowing uh, with Smith, Brown, and Dallas Goddard. And speaking of growing, uh -oh. I'm pretty sure what he meant. But as far as the same way, I mean, you have – now you're talking about possibly moving what J.J. or take a white side over as a tight end versus wide receiver, which may not be a bad thing. Maybe J.J. does a little bit better on, on the tight end side than he does as a wide receiver. But I think so. I think you're you're. That's a great question. The next uh, the next big guest. That, that's a good one to bring up. So make sure you write that one down because that that would be something amazing if you do have AJ. Obviously locked up the way we do right now, and Devontae Smith has a, a a bigger bigger potential in him. I mean, it would be I think two rewards risking for as far as uh, money wise. I I would think, but that that's a really really good question. All right, now the Eagles have four tight ends on the roster since they. Drafted the, the gentleman from Southern Methodist. Now, what are you going to go into the season training camp with five? I think he's, I think he might be out of here because don't forget you got Quez Watkins, you got Greg Ward, a receiver, right? Rager, who the hell? I mean, who the hell knows? Rager's not going to get traded. Who's? Oh, you never know. Somebody could want to take him and develop him some other way. Who knows? But. You know, right now it's A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Greg Ward, Rager. A couple, I think they they signed that one Olympian guy from the – hasn't played since 
2016 with Oregon about a week and a half ago. I forget his name, but and who else they had on the practice squad? John John Hightower. So I can't I can't really see Barcega Whiteside making this team. Well, I mean, the only reason he made it last year because he was a solid special teams guy. That's about it. And if he could play special teams, he definitely had the roster spot. But I think the only I, the I think the only other problem that you have as well too with 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 uh, Ortega Whiteside is that unfortunately you don't have. He's not like if you needed a a position player. Unfortunately, he's not one of those that like how we can make some magic. But I don't think he would have enough to work with. To, to make him, like, if we need another corner, if we need another edge, like, if it was something that, that was in need at the time, you know, and, and again, barring any injuries or anything else like that, and, and thank God it's the offseason where we can mention it. But I think it, he doesn't have, for trade value, he doesn't have a whole lot. And so you, you wonder how much would you have to give up if you need someone in a pinch, how much would you have to give up in order to be able to trade him to you know, whether being a Browns or a Seahawks or someone else for what you you know what you would need. Mm. I believe nobody will. I mean, I'm sure somebody will pick them up, you know, waiver wire or something. I don't think the Eagles are done wheeling and dealing. I don't. I think they're going to make some more moves as uh, minicamp approaches. Look, it's Jalen Hurts' team now. They've now surrounded him with the pieces to be successful. The only thing he has to be conscious of not turning the ball over. That's where no. he needs to. That's where he needs to improve. He's got Brown. It's going to take a whole lot of pressure off of Devontae Smith. You have Goddard. I think that the Eagles are going to go two tight end sets a lot. I yeah, think they're going to keep the tight ends. And if Miles Sanders can stay healthy, that's the key for him. You got your mm. your top notch running back. So yeah. I just so I'm not in love with Miles Sanders. I mean the guy's missed 12 games. Another guy that's on the bubble for a contract year. He's missed 12 games the last two years. And Ryan, as you stated last year, he ran the, you know, back when Doug Peterson's last year, it was running the ball five point yards of carry and they got away from him mm -hmm. for some reason, for some reason, I don't know this organization. I just don't think they like miles Sanders. The question is, what it is, who are they going to go out and get? Well, I mean, right now you got Boston Scott and you got Gainwell under contract. I mean, Jordan Howard, I think, you know, he could shut the door on that or keep it open, but I'm sure they could pick somebody up off the waiver wire come training camp cuts or trade a fifth-round pick like they did for Jordan Howard a couple of years ago. You know, just to get a big, a big body, you know, I mean, by Boston Scott's a nice player. He's a giant killer, but you can only maybe give him anywhere from five to ten carries a game. Game well, I thought was going to come in here and be gangbusters, but you know the jury's still out on him. Yeah. I just think Hertz needs just an upgrade of running back too. I think so as well. And Tom Tara, thank you always for tuning in. Appreciate you guys. Great pictures, by the way, as of late on Facebook. I've been watching uh, and, and viewing what you guys are posting. So some uh, some good stuff there. Rick says, uh, what can we get for Rager? Maybe a hot dog and a beer. A couple yeah. bags of footballs or whatever. Could hmm. happen. Sean know. says, I read an article. It's possible we trade Rager to Atlanta. They want him uh, and then losing Gage. So, Russell Gage went to yeah. the Tampa Bay. That's why I said yeah. I, I don't think the Eagles are done wheeling and dealing just yet. Man, but I mean, Ray, I mean, I guess Sean, I, I would send him out there for sure to Atlanta if needed be. Atlanta's not doing anything. Not not this season, not next season. It's gonna be a while before Atlanta even becomes relevant, whether you know no, Ridley, fans, Ridley yeah. suspended for the year. Russell yeah. Gage left. I mean, it's like they're receiving cores in shambles. Ryan, who did they draft? Elaine and I believe their first round pick wasn't, or second uh, round pick was a wide receiver. I don't remember, but I can tell you. <laughs> I pull it up. Well, Tom says I'm hearing maybe Bradbury from Giants to compliment Slay. Oh, I think the only way the Eagles get Bradbury is if he's cut by the Giants. Um, I believe you know. 
deals within the division are few and far between. It took Drake London out of USC. Which, well, he was he was projected to go pretty high. Yeah, I mean he's he needs to put on a little bit of weight. You know, I, I would like to see him put on a little bit of weight, but I mean, like like uh, Angel said, Atlanta's not going to be anything for a while. I mean, they moved on from Matt Ryan. Um, they brought Mariota in. As a, yeah, so to be I mean, the starter, they're they're going to be along with Carolina, the the seller dwellers of the NFC South. They're, they just they've got nothing going on. <clears throat> that remains to be seen. I mean, that's Tampa Bay's division. I believe the Saints got a little better, but no. yeah, Tampa, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay should cruise to the division title again well, this year. Six and zero. That's six wins yeah. right there. They should that uh, they should and I know for Rich Quinones who uh, does a great job for TBL League and he's a award winning sports broadcaster also represents fourteen ninety sports bet uh, I I know he's a huge Giants fan as well and I know getting the news out that they don't believe in Danny Dimes which it seemed like am I crazy just two seasons ago they pretty much were going to throw the entire farm to kitchen sink and everything for Danny Dimes and now you turn around and just shoot for your shoot a short few years later and then now suddenly that you don't believe in Danny Dimes anymore that he's not your your quarterback for the future so if that's the case and, and Ryan I'll, I'll flip this one over to you as an national correspondent let's just say if Baker is that disgusted why aren't the Giants then picking up the phone and calling Cleveland and asking for Baker Mayfield I'll tell you the, the situation with Baker is this and this is where he he put the nail in his coffin like the final nail <clears throat> When the whole thing between him and Odell Beckham Jr. went down and whatnot, and Od- you know, Odell Beckham wanted to trade. He wanted out of there. Everybody thought that Odell Beckham was the problem. When he went to the Rams and everybody saw he wasn't the problem, it was Baker that probably was the issue. That's where he solidified his demise. There is, I, I can't think of a team that would want to go after Baker Mayfield unless they're that desperate. I can't even think of a team off the top of my head. No. Could he go to Carolina? He's not going to go to Carolina. Carolina doesn't want to take on the contract. There's not a team out there that may want to take the, take up that contract. He might have to revert to what Jameis Winston was, where started, wasn't a starter anymore. He had to go play back up in New Orleans. Baker Mayfield's just going to have to get it into his head now that he's probably going to be be a backup from now on. I'll say this. The teams in the NFL are so desperate for quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield will get a job tomorrow somewhere else. I mean, the Giants didn't even pick up Danny Dimes' fifth-year option for next year. So he could be pretty much out the door, and they got to start from scratch to draft or go after another quarterback. He's proven he's not a top-notch. He's not a quarterback in the NFL either. He turns the ball over too much. He has a propensity of getting hurt, um, just like Saquon Barkley does. So, I mean, the Giants have basically—I don't know what they're going to do at that situation because they've lost total confidence in Danny Dimes, and he—he's proven them right. No, you're, oh. and you know what, Ryan? You bring up a great point there with with uh, Saquon with Barkley because supposedly, again, the Giants were all in with him as well, and it seems that that honeymoon is pretty much over because it doesn't seem like they really are believing in him this year. And we understand he's very injury prone. I get that. I understand it. But if, and and I'll, this would be a two-parter. Fuji, if, if he was available and somehow or another, you can bring him back to Philly, would you, if you're Howie and you don't have to drop a whole lot, if you don't have to drop a whole lot, do you then bring Saquon back to Philly market? Well, just to clarify, do you say, well, I wouldn't, you know, it's not going to be a trade. Let me rephrase that. You mean if the Giants just decided to call him and yeah. he ain't going to cost you anything? Like the leg minimum? If they, right, if they cut him. But let's put trade bait scenario. If oh, he, let's I, say he I, believe, trade. I believe the the Giants won trade Barkley in the division. Man. I just, Brian, you agree? Yeah, I mean, they're not going to trade him within the division. Everything I hear about Saquon Barkley in the offseason is that 
Uh, supposedly, the Dolphins and the Jets are trying to put something together to try and lure them there. We'll we'll see what happens. The Giants may not give up on, but Saquon unfortunately just has a propensity of getting hurt. I feel bad for the kid. I really do because I think he's a good running back. He just cannot stay healthy. Man, Ty says I would do it solely to have that bruising running back late in games, and I agree, Ty. Thank you, right. Ty Bullock. Thank you for tuning in. We do appreciate it. But yeah, you know what? Listen, if 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 at all possible, if it could happen, I would love to see him within the division. But you know, you're right. And and the Dolphins, it would help Tua now that you know the Dolphins obviously stepping up from what he did from the season prior. But yeah, I mean, I'm, that would probably be a great fit for for Barkley down there. So I mean, it's oh. not the, it's interesting. Not, not to throw shade. At- Penn State or Penn State alone possibly watching. What Penn State running back is panned out in the NFL? They got a bad, long history of running backs that were highly touted, drafted number one. It just, I mean, Barkley's probably definitely been one of the better ones. I mean, Kurt Warner for the Seahawks way back when. I mean, he was he was he was a good running back. Hey, but I mean, it's just. I mean, Barkley's a phenomenal talent, but, I mean, he tore – I believe he tore one or two ACLs in the last three years. I mean, he was a big – he ran all over the Eagles close to 200 yards both times his rookie season. Right. But he just can't stay on the field. You guys, I'm, 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 I'm looking at the free agent running back list as of May 2nd, and there's right. just there's just not a lot of guys out there. Sony Michelle is an unrestricted free agent. Um, I I would take how, him. Yeah, how is that even possible? For, I, okay, you talk about a falling from grace, right? It, again, another team. Here you go with New England. New England, who had a beast of a person, Sony Michelle, and then all of a sudden, it's his name shouldn't even be out there as far as a free agent. Now, well, whether it's depending if it's a lot of money or not, it, it, it you know it's yet to to be seen, but. And I didn't want to say the Eagles way because I'm pretty sure you would have to put a lot of money into it if that's the case with Sonny Michelle. But again, how is he a free agent still at this point? Well, he was traded to the Rams. Yeah, right. he's he on, played he's for the on, Rams last season. He's sort of on the back end of his career, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I'm looking at some of the unrestricted free agents. You got Devontae Freeman, Darrell Williams, Philip Lindsay, David Johnson, Latavius Murray. So there's a bunch of them out there, but I, Johnson's I know, old. I don't know if they're true starters, to be honest with you. Ty says Miles Sanders can be that back, give him more opportunities. He's got to stay healthy, though. Agreed. But like I said, he's missed 12 games in the last two seasons. I just don't think the Eagles are a big fan of him for some reason, which is kind of asinine, but. It is. Mikey, love the show, guys. Go Birds. PhillySouth.com, by the way, the biggest fan base, number one, that we have. Mike doing an amazing job for his 26th year. But we're going to do see like Disney. See, Disney never gets older than 50 years, right? So now, Philly South, yeah, Mike has been the president and CEO, uh, CEO of the club for 26 years. But we're going to say 25 years so Mike doesn't grow any older with the club itself. But let's see, if you guys are ever down here in Tampa – Go to Tampa Joe's during the Eagle season, and you will see the biggest migration of Philly fans there because it's an absolute packed house. And yes, there will be more shows from there. Okay, see, Mike, now you screwed me up. You put 20, I was trying to make you younger, Mike, but 28 years. That's right. 28, but it's okay. I was trying to give you 25. You didn't run with it. I understand, Mikey, it's no problem. But uh, there's going to be more shows this year uh, down there from. From Tampa Joe's, they've done some upgrades over there, and so it'll make it a little bit better for the show. So it'll make it fun. And there's also going to be, now that Mike has appeared here on the uh, screen, there will be Mike on the mics, and uh, I will talk that a little bit later on as far as what that's in detail down there when we're at, at Tampa Joe's. So I will make contact with uh, the great Mike Klein, and I will let him know. Yeah, love you too, brother. That, that guy, tell you what, Mike, he, he does bust his hump along uh, with, a, with, I mean, PJ over there from – uh, Tampa, Michelle. I mean, a lot of people to for that <clears throat> fan club. It's it's so much fun. 
And it's so much fun. And Fuji, you have still yet to get down here. You missed it when, obviously, Philly Sports Trips came down. But you got to come down. You got to come down at least once. And then we can do a bang-up show down there at, at Tampa Joe's Live. From there, I'm going to parachute right off the plane of Tampa Joe's. You can. I'm the telling you. All you got to do is drive me right the there. You can. At the end you of the runway, right Tampa Joe's is right there. With the limo and everything? Yeah. <laughs> I'll make sure to do it. I'll, I'll get the best Hugo money can buy and stretch out into a limo. All right. <laughs> Spend some of those millions for me. <laughs> Spend some of those millions. <laughs> yeah, I, I, will, I will spend the millions. Uh, Sean, let's see. He says, no, we're still live. Yeah, I mean, hey, here's I, a question. I think 50 minutes into the shop. <laughs> I said this on the cheap seats, Fuji and uh, Angel. The Philadelphia Phillies were going to have to make a good showing against the Mets this weekend from the standpoint of the Mets are already running away with the division. They can't let them get too far out. Wait, wait, wait. wait. (laughs) Pump them brakes. All right. Mets are running with with the division now. What do we see every year for the last three seasons with the Mets, right? They shoot up. They go for that roller coaster ride, and then it's tit, 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 and that's all it is with the Mets. So, are they, yeah, they're running away with the division for now. For now, we know in the end, Atlanta's always hanging around. We already know this, so I'm not even worried about the Mets winning any kind of division whatsoever. I don't see it. And by that point, I'm pretty sure the Phillies end up having stuff turned around in September. But in in and I know Fuji and and other folks is just. For some reason, everybody wants to see Joe Girardi gone at this point. And I'm Fuji before we sign off here. Who do you have? Because everybody has the answer. Who do you have to come in here to take over for Joe? It's not going to be Charlie. Uh, it's a good question. I mean, who do you have to replace him? Right now, the Phillies are up seven-one in the bottom of the sixth. But I don't know. That's it's you know the second. What are we in the first week of May? Yeah. We're four weeks and five weeks into the season. I mean, it's, it's yeah, but when you look at it, some of his moves, some of his lineups are like baffling. Like, you know, you think with the DH rule or the universal DH, whatever they want to call it, you think you just have a better idea of, you know, you don't have to, the pitcher don't have to hit anymore, you know. To me, I hate to say it, but Girardi's overrated. You know, he won a World Series with the Yankees, which were stacked from top to bottom. He had the greatest closer in baseball of all time with Mariano Rivera. I mean, right. we could have managed that team. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Mikey, Tom says, uh, yeah, Pete Rose. <laughs> That'd be great to hey, for a takeover. You don't want to get me on the Pete Rose thing. <laughs> But Mikey says I got two dogs and their names are Mets and Sucks. And normally during the Eagles season, Dallas. it's between so, Dallas and Sucks. Exactly. But not, I'm calling yeah, it. Right Joel yeah. and Joel Embiid will be back for game three. Good. But now speaking of and and uh as you mentioned, Aaron Judge, how how about first you of all Aaron playing, Judge? <laughs> I didn't say Listen. Aaron Judge. We, We're talking about the 09 Yankees, not the current team. I understand that, but it's a role. Oh my God, dude! You know what? You would be like the. This would be like the news anchor, and they they run into a segment. And you're the weather guy. Like, wait, what? where the hell did Aaron Judge in? come into play? Because you're talking about the Yankees. So I was I'm bringing up about the 2009 Yankees. What it segued into it? Yankees. Oh my God. That was a perfect segue. It's, even Ryan knows it. That's why he's cracking up. It was a perfect segue into what I was going to talk about here about oh, Aaron Judge and the Yankees. I, I got lost. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I'm yours. I, I'm but, you yours. know, sometimes you freaking kill me here. But, <laughs> I'm yours and Andy Reid's voice. <laughs> it's you know Aaron Judge. First of all, he plays catch with a kid out in the outfield, which is like, and that kid's never gonna ever gonna forget that. And then you have the other one this week where you had uh, between Judge, I believe, it handed out the ball as well. One he played catch, and the other one I believe was a home run that a fan uh, gave the ball to to the kid, an opposing fan gave the ball to a kid, and the kid burst out in tears. And and again, none of us in this room, I don't know, maybe Ryan is, are, are Yankees fans, but I will say. 
there's far and few in between Yankees players that I will always say that we at least have a piece of my heart because you have Mariano Rivera. Obviously, the man played phenomenal for the Yankees. You can't take that away from him. The same way with Aaron Judge. I mean, the guy, it's not even as far as what, what the Yankees organization is all about, but what just he's all about, what he's never forgotten. That as, as you come up through the ranks, don't ever forget where you come from. And that was very nice to see what he did, especially with the fan, with the, with the child. So that, kudos to, to uh, you know, the Yankees organization for doing what he did. I mean, that, that's that's pretty amazing, and that's how much kudos I'm going to give here to the Yankees because I don't want to get away from that, and people think that we switch alliances here. But oh. <clears throat> real quick, you don't say anything. Your mic will be shut off. <laughs> but uh, I want to get into – <laughs> but I want to get into the uh, before we sign off here. Back to to switch gears to the NHL. Ryan Obshit now the Tampa Bay Lightning win one right. So they won last night five three uh, tie up the series and Toronto and and we've seen this before. It are fourteen and zero after winning game two, which have gotten them back to back titles. We know that Barry Melrose has said that they're going to win the Stanley Cup. Do you believe? The Lightning can and will become the three Peters since the last time was what the Pittsburgh Pens. I mean, they've got as good a shot as any. I don't think they will. I think there's just too many good teams this year. Um, the Maple Leaf fans have seen this before. I mean, Tampa Bay gets hammered the first game and true champions. They come out in game two, they win five three. I think now um, Toronto's in a little bit of trouble. It's going back to Tampa, tied one one. Um, I think Tampa's got a good a shot. You know, they're they're the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. And you know they're not going to go down without a fight. So um, do I think they're going to three-peat? No. Do I think they have a great shot at it? Of course. Yeah. Now, in translation, before I read Sean's comment here, yes, Ryan agreed that the Lightning will win the Stanley Cup. So if all that comes uh, that's all hey, you quiet down. I got a comment well, here from Sean. John says that's awesome. The Blue Jays fan got signed George Springer jersey from him. He had a Springer jersey on. That was awesome. And it, it's true, Sean. That, that was pretty classy, but I'm sorry. Uh, but you know what? The floor is yours. Oh, I was just <laughs> noticing that Tampa Bay Lightning goalie mask up there to the left. Yeah. At the very top there, third. Third, uh, I don't know what the hell you would call it. Helm. Helm. I mean, you got the car. Got the NFL helmet, the Eagles, <laughs> the Bears on the other side. We'll see. Hey, but the Tampa Bay Lightning helmet. I don't say. see any flyer stuff up there. There is. Yeah, there's a buck on the very end next to the. I'm is blind. that the Blackhawks? Oh, okay, I got you. Is that the Blackhawks goalie helmet? Yeah, Eagles. On the other right behind flyers. Yes, the other way you got the Bears and the Blackhawks. Because don't forget, my girlfriend who's from the Chicago area. Right, you get it. Listen, if she supports the Eagles for a lot of things, we end up doing, especially when the whole gang came down here oh. and she sported the hat and was there with Jalen Hurts' mom. Come on, you got it. You, get, you, you mean you put, Devontae Smith or Devontae Smith? Sorry, yes, Devontae Smith's mom. I don't see, I don't see Fuji's TB12 jersey on that yet. Is oh, he, he's got he's the one with the jersey, not me, but no, he, I don't. He lives right near Tom Brady's backyard, so he's out there. Trying to stalk him and spy with the binoculars. This year, I'm gonna I'm gonna go down to the training <laughs> camp. I'm gonna go down there just for you, Fuji. And I'm gonna get a signed jersey from TV12. It's gonna say "Love Fuji." I'm gonna make sure I'm able. No, you're gonna get that airplane that like does the sky running. Said <laughs> TV12, I love you, love Angel Martinez, host the Broad Street Sale. It's okay. <laughs> It's all right. You're going to love it. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I tried to get Ira Kaufman. We interviewed him during uh, last weekend. There was a uh, tournament with PHAC as they were hosting. They were hoping to get to the College World Series. But I was trying to get Ira Kaufman on video to say, Fuji, just transition. We know that you love the Buccaneers. Come on over. Never. But uh, we ran out of time, so unfortunately I couldn't Never. get him on tape to say that. Not even if I'm dead in the coffin or cremated. Oh, yeah. Where they pulled my urn. I, I remember that. Never. Ever, I remember that. So when, when you're, when, well, no, I'll be going before you will. Darn it. Oh, so much for that plan. Castellanos uh, just got hit on the forearm. He's staying in the game. That guy's, that to me right now, besides, I think he's the best hitter on the Phillies. 
And his yeah. congratulations to him and his wife. They just had a brand new baby yesterday. And not sure if it was a girl or a boy. They named it Fuji. <laughs> nah. El Padrino. <laughs> <laughs> Hang tough, Mikey. That's what he says. God <coughs> bless you, Mike. Dan with the TV12 jersey guy. Mike Klein, the Leafs are in trouble. Yeah, they are. But as we come here to a close of the show, we, of course, we want to mention some mentions and words from our sponsors. If you're visiting the Tampa area for a sporting event and or just come down here for a vacation, please visit TampaJoes.com and 9316 Anderson Road in beautiful Tampa, Florida. A hop, skip, and a jump over from the airport. A fun place with serious food. Mike Goodwin and his group will always take care of you no matter when you come. It's TampaJoes.com. Also, if you want to travel with the pros, Please visit phillysportstrips.com. Vince will take care of all your travel expectation needs, whether it's a bus trip or a plane trip. Please visit phillysportstrips.com and travel with the pros. And check out their upcoming trips as well. BigStarsports.com, a great partner here of Broad Street South. You can also check out him and Andy Kalu Monday through Friday from 10 to 12 Central Standard Time at, um, in the trenches. Available at Sports Talk 790, but always check out BigStarSports.com for all your great Houston, Texas content. Also, if you are in need of a brand new jersey, a hat, any apparel that's sports related, visit Fanatics.com. Officially licensed everything and check every single day because they have a different code that you can use for either free shipping or sometimes up to 50% off at Fanatics.com. For LG Direct Sales Solutions, which the studio is named after Larry Yeoman, LGDirect.net. If you guys need complete platform accepting management and payment solutions, along with business funding, please visit LGDirect.net. Also, you can call them at 855-777-3863, 855-777-3863. And if you need apparel, please visit LGDirect.net. Also, J.C. Newman Cigar Company, the oldest running historical cigar company in America, established in 1895. If you guys visit jcnewman.com, please go and visit their website as they have a fine selection of cigars, and you can also have your bachelor party there at J.C. Newman. Please visit crystalclean.org. If you need your office or your home clean, visit crystalclean.org or visit her also on Facebook and set up your appointment today to get your home and or office business clean. Or if, if you need a Tom Brady jersey, just <laughs> Angel Martinez. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Or Tampa Bay Lightning apparel. That you might have to get from me. That's true. That <laughs> might... You might do that one for me, but not TV 12. As Mike says, the only 12 in my book is Randall. No one yes, can bring And Tom, Tara, thanks you guys for tuning in tonight. Great show. Uh, good show tonight, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, we will be back on again on Tuesday. It will be our first new show here at Broad Street South, uh, where we will have a mental health awareness show, but it will be with a different twist. So if you guys want to find out, tune in next Tuesday. The promos will be out starting tomorrow. So we will see everybody then. If not, we will see, of course, back next Thursday night at 8 o'clock. And uh, who knows when I'm popping in from here to there. So we will find all that good fun stuff. out. You know, we haven't done this in a while, and I'm pretty sure Fuji will probably get a kick out of this one. And for those who like to listen to the audio download side of the show, just because it's kind of one of those nights that we probably should end it like this. And we'll come back right after that. But it's been a while. And I want to remind some folks that sometimes you need a little Philly in your life because when you want to mess around with the wrong people, sometimes this is kind of what you get in return. All right, so just remember, just to remind some folks, because hey, we're from Philly, flipping Philly. <laughs> we likes us. We don't give a flipping rat's ass. <laughs> it's the way it works sometimes. But thank you to Rob Ellis for joining us tonight again. You guys want to follow him, of course, at Ellis Sports, Relis Sports. Excuse me, R E L L I S Sports. 
uh, on Twitter. And you guys can check out our show every day from 12 to 3, Monday through Friday, on Jacob Media Channel, on YouTube. A great lineup with uh, Derek Gunn and Bear Brooks. We, we've had on the show before. So that was the replacement to over to Harry May. So every day, you guys check them out for 12 to 3. Don't forget also our good friend, Mark Farzetta from 6 to 7 a.m. And check out the content by Faith on the Field between Remy Motti and Rob Motti because they've had T.O. on as of late and Deion Sanders. So please, please, please check out Faith on the Field podcast. Those guys put a lot of hard work, though, especially Rob. That man is completely crazy busy, and we always thank them for the opportunity of always coming on the show. So without that being said, I thank my producer over there in Studio B, Debbie, for Ryan F., our national correspondent, which uh, his location will not be known as far as this evening. And for my co-host, El Padrino, Mike Fuji, we hope that you all have a great weekend, and we will see you all next week. Go birds, go fills, go sexes, and play the song. <laughs>